0: Hey everybody, Todd Mitchell here with another Game Dev Breakdown podcast. And uh, tonight is going to be a little bit unusual because, for one thing, I'm going out of town tomorrow. So my wife and I are going on vacation together for the first time in a couple of years. So I don't really have any apology to offer for that because, uh, well, I miss her and I would like to spend some time with her and uh, that's going to be how it is. But so uh, this is going to be a short episode because what I'm going to uh, play here for you is actually uh, something that was largely unreleased unless you're a YouTuber and our old buddy Ray Merrick of the horror syndicate, unparalleled comics and other great ventures. He and I used to do a podcast, my first podcast actually called nightfall unlimited. And that is nightfall unlimited is basically a geek culture site. You can call it a blog if you want. And we used to cover games, movies, comic books, uh, just anything you could think of on that site. We had a lot of fun. I've told stories about this before. I've certainly written about it on the site as well. But uh, this was our, our first opportunity to podcast. And that's this is sort of where I learned everything, anything I do know in the current day. So basically, we did this podcast for uh, some time, months, if not over a year, two years, something like that. It was a long time. And it, it's kind of impressive what we actually ended up putting together we by the time it was done we had a largely in-person recorded panel podcast with like a rotating cast of uh regulars and and it was kind of cool but i think almost everyone who was involved in it would tell you it was a mess and at sometimes it was a mess and sometimes that was my fault sometimes it was just (laughs) the way we all got along We, we were all basically friends but uh friends our uh, friendship is a, a weird thing sometimes, and and this is not about me and Ray. Me and Ray are basically BFFs. So, but I think anyone there would tell you it was sort of a, a comical mess. And we learned a ton. We did a ton. I don't think there's anywhere you can still listen to that podcast. And eventually, it fell by the wayside. So, uh, what is that? How does that pertain to this show? So, basically, Ray has decided that he's going to put together a little bit of a new cast, and he certainly came to me. Uh, hoping I'd be involved, but uh, he's he's going to sort of helm a new iteration of the Nightfall Unlimited podcast. And so they tried what what we would probably call a test show, which was over a month ago now. And so uh, he and our friend Jay Sloan, who is a, a comic book guy in the area as well, they did the first test show, and it was like it was over an hour that they, they streamed it live on YouTube. It was pretty cool. They had some audience participation stuff, but they they had me come on and do um, basically a gaming segment and they left that kind of open-ended. So we wanted to talk about games during the show and I was going to be their guy. So I, I sort of joined in on their Google hangouts call. We went over some new releases. We talked about some game stuff. Uh, I plugged the podcast at length, which you'll hear. And, um, you know we spent like 15 20 minutes. So what I'm going to do tonight is play that for you that just my my part of the show which was my uh my little uh, gaming segment and it's just sort of a fun thing, just a little test segment. You don't get to hear stuff like this too often. I think they are going to go ahead and launch the show in the near future, but um I think they're working the kinks out because for one thing if you are into this kind of stuff, you know that Google Hangouts just sort of went away, drastically changed what they do. Some of the uh, people involved in the show are going through some stuff that they're working out right now, and basically it's just sort of TBD. I thought it'd be fun to play my appearance for tonight's show. Uh, Sorry that I couldn't really spend more time on a full show for uh, today. And uh, to tell you the truth, I'm not sure what we'll do next Thursday, but I wanted something you could listen to, sort of hang your hat on, and that'll get you through the... uh, later portion of this week, we will have an interview go out Monday, which is with Richard Rouse, the third, who is a sort of famous American game designer. (laughs) I say American game designer because that's how they describe him on Wikipedia. So, (laughs) but, uh, he's the kind of guy who has a Wikipedia page and he is a, uh, renowned design author. So he, it was a really great interview and I think you'll enjoy that. So before I turn this over to play this, uh, YouTube appearance that I did, I wanted to talk, I didn't really plan on this, but I do want to talk about this. You've probably heard me before, uh, talk about what a nice thing it is when you have like a local group in your area that talks about game design, game development, creative pursuits, uh, user groups, anything like that. I really strongly encourage people to do that. Um, I'm involved in several, so I'm not going to, uh, name names or anything, but I noticed sort of a alarming trend. I witnessed something I really didn't like the other day. Basically someone came from outside of this group and uh, his story was, you know, Hey everybody, I'm uh, i I'm, I'm just a guy from a sort of quiet town in the area. And I'm interested in bringing like a game convention or a game show, like, like a gaming event to either a convention center in the area or a meeting space. I, I want it to be my town's thing where people can come and hang out and stuff. And I read this and I thought, wow, this is cool. This is nice. This guy wants to do that. I've certainly heard of things like that before. This group crapped all over that. I really, they, they, It wasn't exclusively negative commentary, but it was way, way, way too negative. People told him straight up, here's why you should not do this. Now, there's a big difference between telling a cautionary tale based on your own experiences and telling someone like, you can't do this or don't do this. And I'm especially surprised to hear a group of indie developers who their entire, this this portion of their career in its entirety is basically put together by themselves because they decided they weren't going to be told, no, you can't do this. You see where I'm going with this? Like, they decided they were going to do this even though there's an industry that already does it. There are fantastic projects that people put out that you'll never be able to match. But these people decided, I damn it, I'm going to be a developer and I'm going to create stuff because I want to do that. And no one's going to tell me no. I can't imagine being a person like that and getting to a point where I turned around and told someone else, no, don't try that. Don't do that. There's already an industry for this. And I think part of this was based on the fact that this group has their own event and they probably don't appreciate the competition. But so fucking what? So what? It doesn't make any sense to be a gatekeeper on the outside of the fucking industry you wanted to be in in the first place. Now you've set up your own gate that's even further out of the game industry and now you're going to block people on the outside. That is insane. That is completely stupid. I'm sorry, this this bothers me and I haven't ranted on this podcast in a while. Or have I? Has it only been like a week. It doesn't matter. I don't understand the mindset that like, well, now you think you've made it in some way so you're going to t- turn around and tell somebody not to. And I was very vocal even in that thread. I said, I I'm surprised by what I'm seeing here. People come and, and create things like this from the ground up. All it takes is determination, maybe some stubbornness, and good old-fashioned sweat. That is all you require to do just about goddamn anything. This is going to be an explicit show for almost no reason. But people routinely build stuff from nothing. And to tell somebody they can't, when that's your entire thing, that's the only reason you got to do something is because you did what this person did at some point. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Like, that's very frustrating. So I'm I'm really just using whatever platform I have here to encourage people. If it's not already common sense, be good and be encouraging to the people around you. Be helpful. I told this guy that people do stuff like this all the time. And if he's determined, no, it's not going to be easy. Is it possible? Of course it's possible. Of course you can do it. And that guy was so touched by that because basically I was one of like only two or three people who said anything positive at all. But he messaged me and said, hey, thank you for, for saying that. Uh, I really believe I can do this. And I said, good, That's all. that's all that matters. You believe you can do it. And whether the truth is that you can or cannot, all you need right now is the mindset that you can. I've said this before on the podcast. How many famous designers, developers, creators gave interviews late in their career and said, the only reason I got this done is I was too stupid not to know I couldn't. People say that all the time. If I had known what was going to be involved, I never would have tried. That's all you need. You don't need to <laughs> you don't need to know all the reasons you can't do something. And you know what? Like a week later, this guy got back to me and he goes, hey, I wanted to let you know. I've got like 20 vendors lined up already. I've got speakers ready to go. And I wanted to make sure I saved a spot for you if you wanted to come do something. So I told that guy. And he actually comes from a, a town where my great uncle lived his entire life. And I loved that sweet old man. And he, he only died here within the last five years. and uh, I told that guy, you know what? I got a soft spot for that city. I will be more than happy to come out to that event. I will' uh, we'll do a podcast. I will you can tell people, I told him tell you know anybody, I'll interview them. They can they can be on the podcast and go out to this platform because I understand a new event's not going to have a giant giant audience. So if I can help in that way, I'm happy to do it. I said we can do a live show at the thing. I can interview people on the floor would be absolutely thrilled to do that. And that's something I've offered the bigger group for their event and they they were not having it. They had no interest in that at all. So, I guess the points I'm making here are one, be good to the people around you. Don't discourage them. It's there's a difference between warning someone and discouraging someone. Recognize that difference. Don't discourage people. Warning is enough. Say, hey, man, I think it's awesome you want to do that. There are some pitfalls I'd love to warn you about because I've tried something like this. Or if you haven't tried something like this, maybe just be quiet. Right. It's (laughs) don't don't let your own sort of instinctual like I'm not accusing you people of having this because I know a lot of listeners have very good hearts and don't behave like this. I don't understand people who do. But if you've got an instinct like that person's doing what? I don't like that because I didn't do it. Like just you got to get past that. Don't, don't let that trample over the people around you. Anyway, be, be encouraging to people, help people where you can. This is all pretty routine stuff, right? I mean, all of us have had somebody at some point help us instead of discourage us. And you know what, what a big difference that makes. So, and it's not that people are bad hearted, but I think it's something we need to be aware of. Like we need to know whether in a given moment we are being helpful or we are being discouraging because Probably some of the people in that thread didn't mean to. They thought they were sparing that person some heartache or something like that. But that person has a big dream. And so what if they go pursue it and it doesn't work? Big deal. They're still going to learn stuff. What, did every prototype you ever came up with turn into a best-selling game? Probably not. Not in my case. I'm at like 99% failure over here. So what? Think of all the stuff I've learned. You know, that's, that's the whole point. So be helpful to the people around you, for God's sake. You know? Anyway <laughs> maybe you appreciated that maybe you did not. So anyway, uh, we're gonna do this uh, little podcast appearance that I did for my friend Ray. Uh, if you enjoy it, check out. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little outro here too but uh, you know go go check in with our old friend Ray because he's done some good appearances here too and uh, we always like having him around. So without further ado, here is uh, my nightfall unlimited appearance. Enjoy. He's jumping up, in. Hey, Todd.
1: <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, this is Jay. You guys have never met as far as I know?
0: No. How's it going, man? Nice to meet you.
1: Likewise. So Todd is here to talk about some gaming stuff for us. If you don't know who Todd is and you've watched any of our podcasts, you're out of your mind. Because he led the <laughs> old Nightfall Unlimited, the podcast, when we had the old crew. And uh, I've been on his uh, his podcast a couple of times, talking comics mostly um because i'm 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 famous
0: <laughs> for have, my uh we found ways to make it work and uh it was very popular i guess
1: yeah it was good times uh jay i wanted you to get in on that show too but maybe we'll have to do that again sometime todd
0: i got time season three starting up here in september there we and go. uh I'm, I'm starting to line up guests so anytime
1: sounds good to me and todd uh your podcast So go ahead and plug tell them the title tell them everything
0: Okay, so uh, <laughs> in, uh, in short form, I run the Game Dev Breakdown podcast. Uh, you can just think of it as Game Dev Talk. If you are uh, interested in game development or have ever been involved in uh, hobby game development, anything like that, it's fun. And this isn't a boast because the main attraction is the guests. I have all kinds of authors, game developers, anybody I can find involved in creation of games. And I pick their brain. And uh, if people have questions for them, I relay those questions and we uh, we have a good time. It's been a lot of fun. We just finished up season two. And just today we were shouted out as one of the nine best game dev podcasts by uh, Ask Game Dev on YouTube, which has been just uh, blows me away. It's so touching. So very nice. And uh, it's a good and
1: first mentioned, which is super cool.
0: Yeah, well, I was worried because uh, somebody tagged me on Twitter with my name under it. And I thought they were kind of just being nice, like, go get them tiger. One day you'll be on these lists, you know? <laughs> and, uh, so Erica's with me, she's watching it. And I'm like, I am not sure I'm going to be, Oh, there we are.
1: <laughs> so right away. And I even got a shout out. How did that even happen?
0: You worked your way into that video clip in the 45 seconds. They talked about it. And I, I couldn't be more happy to, to see what, your name. That, in there. You know what I'm happy about is they, they said my name, right. They did. They got it right. Sounded good. It was awesome. Yeah, I'm
1: very happy about that, that really made me it's been famous for for what do they say, universe building or world something like that. Yeah. Universe creating. And, and yeah, I'm famous if you didn't know. So but anyway, so, Todd, what do you got going on?
0: OK, so you hit me up uh, about a gaming update for the show, which I thought was great. Well, <laughs> i love stopping in and talking about this stuff. So I rounded up some I rounded up one new release for each major platform. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about what they are. You can tell me if you've heard about them, have any interest in them. Uh, the first one, I don't think you even have a Nintendo Switch, do you?
1: No, but you know what? I probably will come Christmas time. We went to uh, GameStop recently. <clears throat> I've reserved a copy of Gears 5. Yeah. And the kids got on the old demo and now they're bugging me about it. They're playing Kirby. So... Kirby, yeah. I'll be one. yeah.
0: I don't think there's a bad Kirby game in existence. But, uh, I
1: I don't think so. I think you're right.
0: (laughs) What everybody's freaking out about right now is Super Mario Maker 2. Oh. You've you've (laughs) probably seen some viral videos about it. Everybody's making their levels, playing their friends' levels, sharing their codes online. It's actually pretty cool. I don't want to play it because I am a game designer, and that's the last thing I want to do at the end (laughs) of the day. (laughs) But but, uh, it's very cool to have this thing where... Even if you're just a player, it's like a new Mario game that's just never going to stop releasing content. You'll just always have new levels to play. Like mm. I said, it's great for clips and sharing that stuff. And uh, So I think they got a winner on their hands, and that's out as of earlier this month.
1: I can't so, think about the money I'm going to drop on the Nintendo Switch in the next few months. Oh,
0: It is... It's tough because things don't really go less than full price on the Nintendo Switch for a long time once they come out.
1: But I was like... Trying to, to to juke them by, hey, I've got a GameCube. We can buy a GameCube. So I looked at Mario Party, and they're still $40. <laughs> yeah.
0: Super Nintendo, still the full $200. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. The other Switch thing is Marvel Ultimate Alliance is, uh, let's see. It just came out, too. And it's it's Switch exclusive. This, this killed me. Yeah. The rest of the series, you can play on anything, including your microwave. And now you can't play... Yeah. Ultimate Alliance 3, unless you... I don't want to play it on the Switch. I don't think it's going to run very well there.
1: Where's my Xbox One version? I mean, I played the first two on the Xbox One, and I played them multiple times, and I'd love to play... I actually started playing the first one recently again, and I heard... Because I heard there was another one coming out, and then they were like, oh, it's Switch Omen.
0: I did that, too. I revisited number two. They actually just re-released them on the Xbox One. That's how I was playing it, yeah. Yeah, and I thought... Never would they do this if this was going to be Switch exclusive, and here we are. So I don't know what to tell anybody. I probably won't end up playing it for that reason. Yeah. So I'll move us on to Xbox One. You mentioned Gears 5. That's my pick for Xbox One. Gears 5, the tech test, whatever you want to call that, Mm -hmm. they uh, usually call it something like a public beta, but they did one last weekend. They're going to do another one this weekend. So if you want to try Gears 5 and you don't have Xbox Game Pass, get Xbox Game Pass. It's pretty cheap you get a bunch of cool games now and you'll get gears five as soon as it launches so
1: if i do that i'll be in big trouble then you, <laughs> that's my son's favorite games or gears i had to reserve two copies of it but it's in september so it's not too far off maybe we'll just wait
0: i tell you uh i i don't know what the exact price of game is. it was like three bucks five bucks something like that per month well, that's not much and you get to play gears the day it comes out i got to play forza as soon as it came out which was great and then there are a bunch of other games like if you have Game Pass, you can play Blazing Chrome, which is a new like retro style Contra type game. Mm. Uh, that's on there, too. So I recommend people check Blazing Chrome out as well. If you want a full game on the Xbox, you can play right now. That's cool. um, moving down to PS4, there's basically nothing. There is not a lot <laughs> happening on PS4 right now. Uh, I looked on Metacritic and there's one new release listed with a score of a 76 coming up out this week. And I thought... I'm not even going to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm confused. Uh, my group of gamers is split, and I think I have a bigger group that's on the PS4 versus the Xbox One. And my core friends, like you and and a few other ones, uh, Dan Sheehan and Edgar, are all on Xbox. But I've got this other crew that's on the PlayStation and swears by the PlayStation. Like somebody was trying to convince me to go play Resident Evil Six with them. I'm like. I'm not buying another version of that game, first of all. (laughs) And second of all, why don't you get an Xbox? Then we'll play. Oh, no, I'm on PS4 only. But PS4, I only play baseball on that.
0: Yeah, I have this problem with Xbox and PC. I've got PC friends. Not everybody wants to maintain a PC beefy enough to play these games. I totally get that. Absolutely. I just have to run beefy software anyway, so I I tend to keep up with it. But people who like the Xbox, I totally get it. Um, I really... Wish I had a PS4 when Spider-Man came out. That seemed like it was awesome.
1: Yeah, still need to play that. We just got a comment said because PlayStation has the best exclusives. Um, Gears of War is exclusive to the Xbox. Thank you.
0: There there are plenty of reasons to play either one. I don't have a real yeah. strong favorite because I, I was an old PS1 player. I'm a big fan of that. It's, It's hard to play favorites between those consoles.
1: It is. I mean, I started with PS1, and when it comes to the newer-gen type stuff, because obviously we started with Nintendo and Genesis and all that, but as far as the PlayStation versus Xbox, I started with PlayStation, PlayStation 2. I didn't get an Xbox till 2005, right before the Xbox 360 came Oh, that's right. So, I
0: remember. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I only got it to play Knights of the Old Republic, <laughs> which is an Xbox exclusive. So
0: Yeah. They've, they've slowly... Um... We talked about this. They put Knights of the Old Republic on the iPhone.
1: Yeah. At some it's, point. Yeah, it's in which, the Apple store because I, I actually had it on the iPad as well.
0: Yeah. What a time to be alive. <laughs> yeah. This is much. the future. It's not too bad. So um, since we talked about PC, the craze right now with PC is for a long time we had these Battle Royale games, uh, Fortnite, PUBG. Yeah. Now we're moving into something called auto chess games. Auto chess games are where you've got all these little little uh, warriors or creatures. You think of them think of them like Pokemon. You basically pick out a little army and battle with the opposing army and it's they're actually very strategic, very complicated games, hard to learn, but they are super fun. So they're becoming real popular on uh, like Twitch, YouTube, and uh, I think that's going to be the future of competitive gaming for people who don't like shooters.
1: That's good because we need something like that. I, I'm not. I've never been good at shooters at all.
0: And, yeah, you, uh, you get sick from them, basically, right? Excuse me. Yeah, and I just got sick now. <laughs> um, Here's an example.
1: Yeah, uh, first-person shooters make me feel dizzy. I start getting the sweats, and then I feel nauseous. But like uh, third-person, like a, like Gears, for instance, or even um, Rainbow. No, no, it wasn't Rainbow Six. I don't remember what it was, but there was one other one that I could play that was fine. But yeah, the
0: first person once kill me. I, th- I thought I remembered we had talked about the ghost recon games at some point. Yeah, I
1: think, maybe it was ghost recon. Well, there was no, was it, was, was it ghost recon? The one where you're uh, a spy. Well, there's splinter cell yeah, what, what too. Was what was that? Splinter cell. Splinter cell. Yeah. I liked, I could play that, but that's not really a shooter. That's more of a, a sneaking game.
0: Yeah. Self stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you get sick, don't play them, it's not worth it, <laughs> it's right, not going to be helpful for you. But yeah, stuff like this is cool. I like strategy games, and you can play Team Fight Tactics, which is one of the popular ones that is free. It's from the same guys who make League of Legends, so they're flush with cash, and anybody can play them. <laughs> so that's um,
1: with cash, like John Ralphio,
0: exactly, yeah. And there's another popular uh, PC game right now called Nowhere Profit, which is a card game tied to a randomly generated map game with like a cool narrative about post-apocalyptic wasteland and stuff. It's getting super, super high scores. So look up a trailer for Nowhere Profit, see if it's the right PC game for you, and uh, those are my picks for that uh, platform. And I put together some notes for mobile because there's a new... Uh, Dr. Mario game out. Dr. Mario World. Yeah, is available oh, on ingenious. iOS. I, I don't know if it's coming to Android or not, but I know it's out for iOS. And unfortunately, it's just like Candy Crush.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, that's those are the most popular mobile games are the games like Candy Crush because how many Candy Crush clones are there, you know?
0: Right. It's so funny to see Nintendo jump on that bandwagon because everybody went, oh, why doesn't Nintendo get into mobile? And then they do it like this. And it's like, go back, Nintendo. Yeah, and I mean Dr. Mario
1: was one of those really fun games that like what did it come out early 90s maybe that anybody can play and that's probably right. the smartest move uh, for a mobile game for a Nintendo to do is something like a Dr. Mario and then of course they'll have uh get extra credits for 5.99 so pay to play. Uh it'll I bet it makes money for them.
0: It's it's it is just like that and my recommendation is if you love Dr. Mario old school like I do and like you do You can Mm. play that in the Nintendo Switch online service, which puts out uh, old school games like Nintendo early. Like, I think it's strictly NES right now, but you can play those old games there or you can play Dr. Mario on the NES mini. So, yeah. So this if if this is not for you, maybe that's for you. And there's uh, also a really cool game called Sky Children of Light Children of the Light. Excuse me. Uh, That's getting like super high ratings and stuff. It's uh, I think it's a better example of what's possible with mobile gaming. I I like to see that kind of stuff. Like this doesn't have to be a little microtransaction machine where you just hook up your credit card and give away all your money. I think that's going to be a cool thing for people to see. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So uh, that's about it. And and
1: when we did the show, I was going to mention something about, uh, I keep going back to when we did the show, the old nightfall show, Mm -hmm mobile gaming is huge. Five years ago, we talked about the numbers how there were more women playing or more women gamers. And we, we suggested a lot of was mobile gaming. Um, do you do any mobile game? I don't.
0: I, I do a little bit. And that's why I took interest in, um, when locally here in Missouri, we had a politician come forward and say, I'm going to get new laws passed. So you, you game developers can't prey on these children and stuff. And, uh, (laughs) They use Candy Crush as an example. So I had to tweet back to this guy. I'm like, that's a little disingenuous because the average Candy Crush player is a 43 year old woman. (laughs) So if you you want to come down on us, Mm -hmm. let's let's there are things in the game industry and design practices I absolutely, absolutely don't approve of. Uh, But we got to talk about them realistically, I think. Yeah. But when I'm doing mobile gaming, I like Clash Royale. That's a fun one. And uh, I, I like to try to find small games from indie developers who aren't trying to gouge everybody.
1: What's with Flash Royale? Uh,
0: Clash Royale is from the Clash makers Royale, of uh, okay. Clash of Clans. It's the, ah. the second game they made for, well, not the second game, but it's the follow-up to Clash of Clans. It's cool if you got friends playing it. It's all right. It's a strategy yeah, game. I,
1: I do, actually. Um, I, I was the uh, po- uh, Force Arena that I played, but they shut it down out of nowhere uh, a couple months ago, which, oddly enough, freed up a lot of time for me.
0: They they do that. When I was at GDC a year ago, uh, I was talking to somebody who is associated with Microsoft because they offer these cloud services. Cloud services, pardon me, for game developers. And he says this stuff is so automated and so just fully featured. We have game developers go out of business, and these games keep making money completely unattended. Sometimes He (laughs) he says there are some games. They, they just say, we'll let this thing stop paying for itself, and then they'll shut it down. Sometimes they keep going for a long time, but they, they shut down all the time. That's creepy. <laughs> it's, it's a fully automated, creepy ghost world in these machines.
1: Ghosts in the machine.
0: Well, is there anything else you got for us, Todd? That is all I got for you now. I wanted to keep it tight for this first week, and I'm, uh, I'm glad you guys are doing this, and I think it's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, I'm glad that uh, you're a part of it. Todd is one of the founders because I'm the other one of not the original Nightfall Unlimited. Yeah, Todd, we gotta get you a new shirt, bro. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like it. What color? I'm gonna
0: get you one. What colors you got? I like that. Any color you want. Oh man, yeah, I like red. Red's awesome. Okay, I'll get you red, and then we'll have a hook soon. I appreciate Kids it. Kids are gonna be awesome. to go back to school. I'll have Fridays free again. So you let me know. Oh, here's a bonus for you. Uh oh. There's a new Samurai Showdown game out. You know where I first played Samurai Showdown? Where? Burt's Truck Wagon. There we go. <laughs> I it <am laughs> together.
1: <laughs> Got them. <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming by. I'll definitely get you a shirt. Just uh, text me the size you want. Uh, free on the house. I'll take care of it all. I love it. I'll do that. So I may, may throw in an Unparalleled comic shirt for you, too. I would love that as well. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Um, we're going to probably wrap it up with a couple of comic book suggestions. You want to hang out or you want to bounce? What do you want to do?
0: Just because it got so late, I better bounce, but uh, okay. I'll hang out later next time.
1: Yeah. Thanks again for coming on, man. I really appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you guys. Have
1: fun. All right. All right.
0: All right, I feel like I should thank Ray even though I didn't just talk to him, actually. Like this, <laughs> when I'm recording this outro, it's a, a, a big difference from when I did the appearance. Anyway, if you enjoyed what you heard there, uh, they're probably going to do more. Check out NightfallUnlimited.com. Check out Nightfall Unlimited on social media. And uh, we've talked about where to find Ray Merrick. He's, uh, he's on Twitter, and he's uh, all over the place. And he's frequently on this show, so just keep an eye out. If you enjoy Game Dev Breakdown, Or uh, if you don't know what Game Dev Breakdown is like, you can check out one of the normal episodes from uh, recent history. But uh, you can check out codewriteplay.com. You can subscribe to the show anywhere and uh, leave us a review. Uh, Check out show notes. Check out our uh, Patreon group at patreon.com slash codewriteplay. There's a bunch of stuff you can do to get involved. I am talking to some people about some new partnership opportunities. There's some just neat little things we're going to be doing. So... Be on the lookout for my uh, interview with Richard Rouse Third coming up Monday. I will be out of town during that. So uh, if, if you reach out and don't hear back right away, you will hear from me uh, days later. I may not. I don't know if I'm going to have internet almost at all on this trip. So believe me, I'm doing the best I can. I'm working real hard to sort of keep things going while we're out. But uh, in the meantime, enjoy the show. Leave us a, a note. Tell us what you like, don't like, and uh, we will be back ASAP. So uh, catch you all very soon.